A note before we begin today. Due to scheduling conflicts, there will not be an episode on June the 13th. The next episode will release on June 27th. Now, enjoy today's episode. In the National Football League, better known as the NFL, rivalries between football teams are a common occurrence. Steeped in decades' worth of hard-fought games and bad blood, it's difficult to imagine the NFL without some of its most prolific rivalries. The Green Bay Packers and Chicago Bears rivalry, for example, began 100 years ago when the Bears, then called the Stanleys, beat the Packers 20 to nothing in their very first meeting on November 27, 1921. In the ensuing century, they've met exactly 200 times. There is a lesser-known rivalry that exists between the NFL's two Pennsylvania franchises, the Pittsburgh Steelers to the west of the state and the Philadelphia Eagles in the east. Engaged in an endless struggle for dominance in Pennsylvania, the two teams have played one another 80 times over the years, with the Eagles winning 48 of those matchups. The rivalry was at its peak in the early years of the NFL, when Pittsburgh and Philadelphia played each other at least once in all but two years between 1933 and 1970. The 1943 season was one of the two years the rivals did not face one another, and with good reason. In the midst of America's involvement in World War II, the NFL was facing a massive player shortage. Thus, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Pittsburgh Steelers, out of necessity, combined their respective franchises into one to represent Pennsylvania as the eighth and final team for the 1943 NFL season. I'm your host, Forrest Kelly, and here is 10 minutes about the Steagles. World War II had drastically altered life for millions around the globe. Once the United States entered the war in late 1941, it would be no exception. As the nation began its wartime life, many American pastimes such as the U.S. Open and the Indianapolis 500 were canceled to conserve resources such as rubber and gasoline for the war effort. Even so, the war didn't shut down professional sports in their entirety. In fact, President Franklin Roosevelt so firmly believed sports were an integral part of the nation's morale that he sent a letter to the commissioner of Major League Baseball requesting that the sport continue to be played. Though other leagues, such as the National Hockey League and the NFL, didn't receive a direct request from the president, they too were compelled to play on. However, the NFL had a serious problem as many as 600 players, coaches, and even owners had either volunteered or had been drafted into the military, leaving the league in critical condition with a colossal player shortage. In anticipation for the upcoming 1943 season, and being without a full roster, the Rams, then calling Cleveland their home, had already decided to bow out of the year, bringing the league's total number of teams from 10 down to 9, with more teams potentially canceling their seasons. The shorthanded Pittsburgh Steelers had a mere six players on their roster. Out of necessity and desperation, co-owners Art Rooney and Burt Bell, the Eagles' former owner, devised a plan to keep their team afloat for the season. They reached out to Lex Thompson, the owner of their cross-state rivals, the Philadelphia Eagles, and proposed that their two teams merge into one. 
Before he would agree, however, Lex, who was then serving in the army, requested that the combined teams would wear the Eagles uniforms, play their home games in Philadelphia, and that the joint roster would use the name Philadelphia Eagles. Though they conceded to wearing the Eagles jerseys, Rooney and Bell managed to get two home games scheduled to be played in Pittsburgh, as well as their franchise being recognized in the amalgamated team's name. The league would ratify the merger of the two franchises, with five teams voting in favor of the proposed merge and four opposing. Officially, the team would be called the Philadelphia-Pittsburgh Combine. However, fans across Pennsylvania flocked to the nickname Chet Smith of the Pittsburgh Press had coined for the joint team, the Steagles. Years later, in 1974, Steelers owner Art Rooney reflected on the necessity of the merger. The war was going on and most of the players were in the service, a lot of the coaches too. We didn't have the manpower to field a team and neither did the Eagles, but we thought we could make it work if we pooled our resources. Prior to the merger, the Eagles and Steelers were, simply put, terrible football clubs. In the early years of the NFL, the league was separated into two divisions, the East and the West. Since the establishment of both franchises on July 8, 1933, the teams routinely placed towards the bottom of the Eastern Division. In their first nine seasons in the NFL, the Eagles were abysmal, winning a mere 23 games to 82 losses and four ties. In the same span of time, the Steelers, who spent their first seven seasons as the Pittsburgh Pirates, were nearly as atrocious, winning 32 games while losing 75 with an additional six ties. Up until that point, the Steelers' only winning season had come in 1942, a year prior to the Steagles' merger. Their counterparts, the Eagles, had never had a winning season. Combining the two rosters would have seemed to be advantageous, but with both ball clubs' best players fighting overseas, Eagles tackle Al Wistert, who spent his rookie year as a member of the Steagles, said, All it meant was that we had twice as many lousy players. Like much of the league at the time, the Steagles roster consisted largely of men who had been medically rejected from the military, including Tony Bova, the team's leading receiver, who was blind in one eye and almost completely in the other, as well as another player, Ray Graves, who was missing an ear. The player shortage was so severe that future Hall of Famer Bill Hewitt who had previously played with the Chicago Bears and Philadelphia before retiring in 1939, decided to unretire at 35 years old so he could play with the Steagles. He was displeased, however, that in his absence, the league had mandated that all players were required to wear helmets. He preferred playing without one. Hewitt would call it quits mid-season, playing in only six of the team's 10 games. His Steagles teammate, Vic Sears, wasn't surprised, later stating, Bill was out of condition. I felt so sorry for him. Football, however, was only a secondary priority for the Steagles players, as all of them were required to contribute to the war effort, spending 40 hours a week working at various military defense plants. One player, Bucko Kilroy, was active duty in the military. Stationed in New York with the Merchant Marines, he would have to gain weekend passes to travel down to Philadelphia to play the games on Sunday. 
The Steagles got off to a hot start, winning their first two games of the season, beating the Brooklyn Dodgers and the New York Giants, already tying the Eagles' win total of the season prior. However, they would be demolished in Week 3 by the eventual league champions, the Chicago Bears, and then again by the Giants in Week 4. Unsurprisingly, combining two teams raises various issues. In this case, the question that loomed large was, who is the head coach? Technically, Philadelphia's head coach Greasy Neal and Pittsburgh's Walt Kiesling were co-coaches. But it didn't work out as simply as that. According to all reports, the two men despised one another and frequently feuded. The compromise was to put Neal in charge of the offense and Kiesling in command of the defense. Here's what player Bucko Kilroy said on the coaches. I thought Greasy was the most stubborn man I had ever met until I met Kiesling. They didn't get along at all. The idea was for Greasy to coach the offense and Kiesling to coach the defense, but they spent most of the time fighting with each other. It was actually kind of funny to watch. The Steagles would finish the season winning five of their games to just four losses and one tie. It was the first winning season in Eagles history. While this was a welcome surprise, the greater challenge had been accomplished. Through their combined efforts, the two franchises, temporarily won, managed to play the entire 1943 season. After the season's end, Philadelphia and Pittsburgh would break up the Steagles, going their separate ways. In the 1944 NFL Draft, the Eagles used the fifth overall pick to draft running back Steve Van Buren. He, along with Greasy Neal, who returned as head coach, would lead the Eagles to a record of seven wins, one loss, and two ties. Led by Van Buren on the field and Neal on the sideline, the Eagles wouldn't have another losing season for the remainder of the decade. In stark contrast to their first 10 years, the Eagles would go on to win the NFL championship in 1947 and 1948, respectively. Both men would be enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. For the 1944 season, Pittsburgh combined with the Chicago Cardinals to go a pathetic 0-10. The Steelers would return to Pittsburgh for the 1945 season after the end of World War II. They lost all but two games. They would continue to struggle for most of the 50s and 60s. However, their fortunes would change in 1969 when Art Rooney hired Chuck Knoll to coach the team. He would lead the Steelers to four Super Bowl victories in the 1970s and would continue to coach the team until the 1991 season, a total of 23 years. After Knoll, the Steelers would go on to win two more Super Bowl rings. They currently are tied for the most Super Bowl victories in NFL history with six. Since the beginning of the Super Bowl era in 1967, the Philadelphia Eagles have been largely inconsistent, enjoying several periods of postseason success while also suffering painfully long stints of losing season after losing season. After losses in their first two Super Bowl appearances in 1980 and 2004 respectively, the Philadelphia Eagles would be world champions once again when they won their first Super Bowl in 2017. 
Though rivalry between Pittsburgh and Philadelphia may not be what it used to be, having met only 12 times since 1970. But the fandoms of both teams will vocally and energetically argue that their team is Pennsylvania's team. It's a heated debate that makes each rare meeting a little more intense. Even among the Steelers and Eagles faithful, seldom few know that almost 80 years ago, these two great franchises for one year joined together. Seldom few remember the Steagles. Thank you for listening. All the records and statistics mentioned in this episode are courtesy of Pro Football Reference. For 10 minutes about, I've been your host, Forrest Kelly, and that's all I've got to say about the Steagles.